I bet that your mom has had a direct impact on how you think about your body and the way you've treated it over the years, whether good or bad. And I'm sure you want to have a positive impact on your own kids' body image and habits, no matter their age, especially your daughter. So I have Dr. Michelle Deering on the pod with us today. She is a nationally board certified sports psychologist and a licensed psychologist that has worked with athletes and eating disorders all the way now to the relationship between a mom and her daughter. In fact, she considers herself a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer and believes that every mother and daughter should have a thriving, loving relationship. And I will tell you that even for us boy moms, these principles definitely still apply. Dr. Deering is a sought-after speaker, an online educator, and a consultant, and I know you're gonna love this conversation. Let's jump in. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, in a culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Well, hi there, Dr. Deering. It's so fun to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here, Megan. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Good, good. Well, we are going to cover a lot of really important ground in this conversation. I think, you know, this is definitely stuff that we could go very deep on. And before we hit record, we were talking about that. Like, (laughs) wow, this there is a wealth of depth here with this conversation. But hopefully that we'll we'll dive in quick. So I I just can't wait to discuss our mindset, discuss even things like our current body image and then how that impacts our relationship with and, and conversations with our our kids, especially our daughters. But first, you're a former athlete, right? Tell us more <laughs> well, about that. I'm super curious. When you and, and, and I'm going to harp on it's like I, I I'm coming from the standpoint once once an athlete always an athlete. So I'm just in yeah. another iteration of it. So in terms of my athletic background, I grew up focusing on my academics and athletics as a result of a lot of the trauma, both physical and sexual abuse that I was experiencing Mm. as a kid. So that's where my attentions went to. And Mm -hmm. my sport was first softball, baseball, and then softball. Uh, because back then in the day, I'm aging myself. <laughs> it was like, girls don't play baseball. Yes, they do. Right. And oh, my yes. neck of the woods. So, um, and I was a scholar athlete uh, all throughout high school, went off to Brown University. I walked on to the team there, made the team. But then my mom's scripts from my mom were in my head about how I would be spending or should be spending my time at this very expensive school. <laughs> and so I, I dropped out. Uh, off the team. And then after I graduated, fast forward a few years, meet my husband. He's a, a division three athlete in terms of hammer throwing and the javelin and all that stuff. And so he was en route to the Olympics. I threw myself into that. And then he got injured. And then we kind of, as a couple, just decided, well, let's just do something fun together. So we started doing Reebok Spartan runs. And so that's how that's how I uh, continued in my athletic endeavors. But in there, you know, I've officiated, I've coached the whole bit. So, yeah. That's fantastic. I've done one Spartan race 
Um, in my, how many have you done? Because these I've are done intense. three. I've oh done my three. Goodness. Yes, they're they're intense. They're <laughs> you, they're definitely not something that you can just walk onto the field and be like, I'm going to give this my. Be-. You have to train. No. You yes. have to train. <laughs> and I didn't know that the first time. Oh my god, I could tell you stories. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but I learned my yeah. lesson after the first one. Used all my psych <laughs> skills to to psych myself up and practice well I love that I love it but now your training has kind Mm -hmm. of shifted gears a little bit I know you're still fit Mm -hmm. and athletic but Mm -hmm. tell us exactly what a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer is you know when you say the personal trainer that piques Mm -hmm. my interest because that's what I am but but Mm -hmm. what does this encompass what is this well I I had to find a a thing that was going to describe fully the kind of service that i provide moms and their daughters. Mm. And so uh, similar to the way a personal trainer athletically would come alongside you, identify what your goals are, assess where you are currently, and then you know, work out a plan that's tailored for you and then support you through it. Yes. I do the same thing for moms, uh, but I feel, and moms and their daughters, but I feel like I bring sort of what I call the quinfecta effect. In Ooh, that, I have not heard that. Quinfecta. <laughs> quinfecta, you've heard it here. Uh, in that one, I'm a mom of twin daughters who are now in their adult years about to graduate college. Two, I'm trained as a clinical psychologist. So I bring that doctoral level of, of expertise in psychology. Um, three, I'm also board certified nationally as a sports psychologist. So I bring in those elements that specialize in mental the mental side of performance and behavior change. And then the third, sorry, the fourth is that um, everything that I do is psych infused. So over the last 25 years of my practicing, not only privately, but also working with moms and daughters, uh, non-privately, if there's a word, if that is a word, um, I've developed the, the life mirror remedy process, which is just a five-step process that I walk moms through. So all of that is psych infused. Um, and then everything that I do, the fifth part of that quinfect is that it's all research based. There's nothing that I do that isn't based in solid research because that's just the way I was trained and that's what I believe in. So that's what I bring. That's what a mother daughter relationship personal trainer does. That's me. I'm the only one. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You're yeah. definitely putting your stake in the ground in that market. Yes. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> yes. so why moms and daughters? Like, why are you focusing your work? on moms and daughters specifically and, and mm-hmm. not just, you know, moms and children in general, like mm-hmm. why this relationship? Yeah. The journey to that place was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started when I was a senior staff psychologist at a big 10 university and I was brought on to be the eating disorder specialist. So I got my wow. specialization and all that. And then my reputation in the university got out so that the athletic department's like, we have athletes who are dealing with this stuff, work with them. And I noticed that in my work with these female athletes um, who had eating disorders is that every time I would work with them, the therapy would go well. Mm -hmm. They'd go home, be with their family over whatever break, spring break, and then they'd come back and it was like they took three steps backwards. And there's there's this ongoing joke, I call it in the psych realm, it's like, yeah, I know Freud said, you know, tell me about your mother. But that was the point where I was sort of like, hmm, moms have something to do with this. Not that they're the cause of anything. I'm not about pointing blame or anything like that. It's about gaining an understanding. So it got me curious. And yeah. then when I, after that point is when I had my own daughters. I wasn't expecting to have twin girls. I thought I was having boys. And just my journey with them got me peaked. And I started 
getting surrounded by a lot of other moms who had daughters, and I would notice the way in which they talked about them outside of their presence, but not, and they weren't seeing how it was impacting their interactions with yes. their daughters. And I wanted to find a way to help them. And so I wrote my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters. And that started me not just on a professional journey, but also a personal journey and really kind of seeing, you know, if our daughters choose to be moms, they are raising the next generation, and I'm all yeah. about breaking cycles. Yes. So that's, that's why I focus on that relationship. It is so foundational to your personal growth and success later on in life. I, as you were talking about that, it reminded me of someone that I had been coaching and, and she was working with a, a therapist and I was mm -hmm. helping her on the fitness and the nutrition side of things. Mm -hmm. And everything you just said was so true. Like she would, she had a very fractured relationship with her mom mm -hmm. and it completely impacted the way she showed up for her body and what she believed about her body and, and what her daily habits ended up being like. And so it's not this it's amazing how our relationships and our own psychology directly impact how we show up for our bodies and mm -hmm. then how it impacts our children and how we <laughs> help them show up for their bodies. And I think, you know, for us that are moms, most of the women listening right now are moms and in various stages, they might have little mm -hmm. kids, they might have kids your age, your kids' uh -huh. age. And I think that there's nothing as moms that that we want more than to to see our kids become confident courageous mm -hmm. um you know self-sufficient strong individuals and especially the next generation of women especially yes. our daughters yes. and i i don't think that there is a mom that's listening right now that feels like her connection with her child is as solid as it could be um, there's some amazing moms that are listening right now, but I'm sure every one of us are like, I, I, I know I could do a little bit better. So, <laughs> so what are, are maybe some steps that we can take today to, to just start that process of of creating a stronger connection, whether mm -hmm. it is with our, our daughter or our son, maybe, um, yes. you know, whether our children are five, 15 or 25, what are some steps that we can start taking to create that stronger connection? Yeah. The, um, there's this dance. I like using uh, metaphors. So if you think about dance, there's this dance that goes on between moms and daughters in particular. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for me to go into why that is, but there's a reason. Um, and so in light of that dance, it's going to be... My husband and I, we started doing dance lessons. And so we were watching a video and trying to do the thing. And I could tell he was listening differently than I was listening to the instruction. So I'd like our moms today to just focus on the word listen. Mm. First, you want to look. Folks who hang around me long enough know I'm into acronyms. First, you want to look at the patterns that are going on mm. between you and your daughter. Then you want to inquire about how you're feeling in the moment. Once you do that, then it's going to be a question of how do you now set boundaries, whether they are mental, emotional, or physical boundaries in that situation. And the next thing is that I call it take a chill pill, <laughs> where, <it's> your, <laughs> where, you're, where you're taking where you're taking a moment to pause to consider your body, because mm. our body stores a lot. So you yes. really want to pay attention to your body. And then E would be empathize with your daughter's feelings. It's different than sympathizing. Empathizing is about putting yourself in her shoes just for a moment, and then N would be negate what I call the negative Nellies. Anyone who's ever watched Little House on the Prairie, there was this 
character, you know, Nellie yeah. Olson, who's just yep. like, la, 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 la. <laughs> we all have negative Nellies that we oh, hear yeah. all the time. So that's what I would say for folks to just start to listen differently. Look at your patterns, inquire about your feelings in the moment, set new boundaries, take a chill pill, empathize with your daughter and negate the negative Nellies. So this is something that, I mean, it sounds a lot like training, right? Like yes. you, you, oh, yes. you start with like, okay, this is the habit I'm going to, the, the new skill that I'm going to try to employ in the next mm-hmm. situation I find myself in, in the next right. like maybe moment of conflict or whatever it might be. Yes. And we're not going to get it right the first time, of right? Of course <laughs> not. Of course not. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. No one's perfect at this. This is a, yeah. motherhood is a journey. It's a process. Okay, we don't come out of the womb knowing how to, at X age, when we become mothers, know how to mother. This is mm-hmm. a process. And yeah. if you can give yourself some grace to just know that um, in your imperfections, the only thing that you're going to perfectly do with your daughter is love her imperfectly. Mm. So, if, so in your imperfections, know that that's a moment where you can actually um, connect with her in a way that's going to help your relationship. That's so good. Well, there's a question that, you know, I've been asked a lot by many people and I know that this is, this is a big one and it kind of stems back with, uh, many of our pasts (laughs) and I'll use myself (laughs) as an example. And I think, um, many people might relate, but for me personally, there were, I was that young college girl who ended up in the therapy session because of eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I have a lot of struggles in my past with body image, with those eating disorders, with dieting, trying to figure out my body and learning to love it. And I, and I know I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us women have come out the other side with our baggage with that. And um, it's the last thing we want for our daughters to have that same experience that we did. And, mm-hmm. and, and so we really want to have these conversations with them. So what do you feel like is the best way that we as moms can navigate this conversation best with our daughters so that they're set up potentially for a better outcome. Okay, pump the brakes for just a minute. When was the last time that you played the comparison game with your body? Was it just today while you were scrolling through Instagram? Or was it yesterday when you hung out with your friends? Man, that comparison game is rough, right? Especially when you're not feeling like you're in very good shape. Or maybe you are in pretty good shape or have been in the past and your body still doesn't look quite like what you wanted. Everybody else has a quote unquote better body than yours. Listen, instead of just trying to muster up a bunch of self-love and force yourself to feel more positive about yourself, there's actually something even better that you can do. Honestly, it is the key to unlocking your unique design and discovering what your body, not somebody else's, is truly capable of. I want you to find out your metabolic body type by taking my body type quiz. And no, this is not just about body shape, like are you pear-shaped or apple-shaped? We've seen those things before. This is far more sophisticated and it reveals your body's metabolic tendencies, your muscle fiber type, and even tolerances for things like carbs and running. So if you're sick of playing the comparison game, and you wanna find out exactly why your body is the way that it is and how you can be in your best possible shape, head on over to bodytype.io. That's bodytype.io, or I'll just drop the link to the quiz in the show notes for this episode. Go check it out. 
if anyone ever gets my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters, there's a, if you look at the cover, there's a reason why there's a mirror on that, on the mm-hmm. cover. Um, I think the way that you help navigate, that you navigate those external conversations with your daughter is by first navigating or learning how to navigate the internal conversations that are going on within yourself first. And if you've had an eating disorder background, um, and I'm glad that you mentioned your personal experience, therapy, that's a clinical thing. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't dealt with it, you really do need to go to your local mental health professional to kind of get some help and support around that um, uh, because there are reasons for that. And everyone's journey is different. But once you've actually... um, learned how to uh, navigate those internal conversations, that's gonna help you actually empathize. Remember I was mentioning the listen part? Yes. That's gonna help you empathize a little bit better with your daughter in the moment and be more responsive as opposed to reactionary. Right. Okay, so, yeah. Should we bring it up with our younger daughters, like beforehand? Like, is this something, you know, like, hey, you maybe they're starting to go through puberty and they're starting to have doubts about their body. Is this too big of a conversation to have with them of like, Hey, by the way, when I was in college, I had an eating disorder or like (laughs) watch out for this. Like, I think we Mm -hmm. kind of tiptoe that line of like, I don't want to put ideas into her mind, but I also want to be vigilant, you know, and stay on top of, of whatever she might need in the moment. Yeah. uh, That's, that's a tricky thing because, again, I don't know like the the age groups, so I'm just sure. going to be speaking broadly. Yeah, generally. Okay. Mm-hmm. In general, what you want to do is you want to be mindful of her developmental age. Okay, in terms of how much you say or don't say, and I would actually dare say, and with the moms that I work with, I'm always kind of steering them towards. Um, seeing and paying attention to what they're doing in the moment. So it's not about having the one conversation. Let sure. me give, yourself an ex- give you an example. Um, with our daughters, okay, I'm a black female. Uh, in the black community, there's this thing about a woman's hair. So I sure. knew mm-hmm. <laughs> later on, I don't want my daughters feeling bad about their hair. So when they were tiny, 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 I would be proactive in terms of, oh, complimenting them on their hair. Oh, isn't so nice and curly. Oh, look at that. See, look at this brush. Yeah, we just put a little water on it and look at how, you know. I would start by doing the positive things to undergird her so that when we actually got to the con- when they were at a pool party and they want they asked me at the age of whatever six or seven why mm-hmm. do I have to wear a, ba- uh, a, uh, a swim cap right. why can't I just I was able to address it with them at an age appropriate way the hair conversation then when they were about to enter college was different but you see how I set the groundwork mm-hmm. for that so I would say to your moms around this issue of eating disorders note to yourself am I giving her certain kinds of foods? Am I fussing over how she's eating? Mm-hmm. Am I doing the, that, that face that all moms have? We all have it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, have we, we need to be more aware of that and turn the mirror on ourselves and start, as I said, looking at that internal conversation that you're having with yourself. For sure. And I think mm-hmm. so many of the words that come out of our mouth, you know, we say all the time, like, oh, I just sounded like my mom, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you yes. know, like some of the things that we just <laughs> might automatically say, we're like, wait a second, that, 
even though I heard that so much growing up, like, oh, don't eat that. That'll make you fat. Oh, yes. You know, like, yep. mm-hmm. like, oh, you're going to get fat if you eat that. You know, I think like all of us women at this age can be like, yeah, I heard my mom say that all the time. And I and I watched my mom diet her entire mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. and so like that is almost the example of a mom in our minds for some of us. No, but for many yes. of us women, it's like, yeah, that was that was the common, the the swirling um, just conversation around food and bodies mm-hmm. growing up in our home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to like stop those words sometimes <laughs> and, and just believe that for ourselves. Like, no, 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 I, I can change this legacy here. I don't have to yes. say these same things. Yes. And that's, that's the, that's the core of the work that I do with moms is to help them catch themselves and their ways in which you can and I walk moms through how to retrain their body's response and their verbal responses. Like I focus on everything in terms of just the facial expressions, right. the, the words, the, you know, if you're feeling something in your body, that means something. And for every mom, it's different. But that's how, we, that's how I work with them to catch those things and make the change. We individually are believing about our bodies in this moment because mm-hmm. our our advice and our guidance is going to come from such a more authentic place when we have worked through those things in ourselves and i know a lot of women listening right now are um <laughs> with our own self is so challenging yes. and, and at the beginning of this conversation we were talking about like oh our former athletic self um and a lot of us are like, no, I'm still an athlete. But a lot of women listening are like, I am not. Like I look in the mirror and realize that my body is no longer something I recognize. And, you know, it's, I used to be really fit, really trim, really athletic, and I didn't have injuries that were sidelining me. And now I do. And Mm -hmm. so comparing our current body to that better body, you know, I'm using air quotes here, that better body back in the day, it can be very discouraging and paralyzing to us. So I'm tapping into your sports psychologist brain right now. So what are some, what are some pieces of advice for us women that are stuck in this, like, like past body comparison that we can use to overcome these negative thought patterns? Yeah, there, there are a couple of things that come to mind as you were talking. One is, um, okay, you have the air quote better, Right. My thing is, and my work with moms, I'd be like, and so who defines that? And really just challenge them. Different people do it different ways. Some people put a rubber band on their finger, you know, on their wrist, just to snap themselves out of it for a little bit. Others have other cues. Um, those are things that can be developed. But the other thing that, that comes to mind is um, in the, the realm of, of you know, sports or what they always, you always hear the term mind body connection. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with that. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. not, it's not mind body connection. It's mind feelings, body Ooh. feelings are the things that, that get overlooked in that whole talk and that whole push to be mind body connection. And so I would say that in order to overcome those negative thoughts, you actually have to get in tune with your feelings. And I, and, and I dare say, and just, I'm just dropping this just a little bit, yeah. um, especially if you've dealt with an eating disorder in the past, the whole thing is part of the core of it is around numbing your feelings and, mm. and, and dismissing them and putting in and masking them over with 
food. So it's really going to be a journey of how can you now um, identify the feeling, feel the feeling, acknowledge that you felt the feeling, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then decide what you're going to do in light of that experience yeah. that you've just had with that feeling. So, and, and that's why I was saying, especially if you're coming from an eating disorder or a body image type of framework, you really do need to get some clinical help. And that's not a bad thing. That's right. actually a very leadership oriented thing because great leaders know what they know and what they don't know and know where to go to get help with the things that they don't know. So, right. yes. So when it comes to that, you know, that negative self-talk that we have in my mind or in our minds of like, oh, my, I used to have a better body. What are mm -hmm. some of those feelings then? Maybe give us some examples of what, what might we be feeling in that moment that bridges that gap between this is going on in my mind and this is the current state of my body. Uh, what are, one, what am I feeling? <laughs> a, big, a big one is shame and guilt. A big Ooh. two. Those are the, those are the big ones. Um, and again, that comes from comparing yourself or, or having heard scripts that compare you to some ephemeral kind of standard. And so right. I want moms to know that, that they are the ones who can decide what your standard's gonna be and that that's okay because mm -hmm. you're the leader of your pack. <laughs> and you know you have control here in this. It's mm -hmm. amazing how, you know, our current attitude, our current mindset about our bodies impact our kids, our daughters, mm -hmm. especially. What are some of the big ways that you really see that? I mean, there's obviously the, the, obvi the big obvious things, but how might our current attitude and mindset um, impact our, our daughters and the way they view their bodies? Yeah, uh, the big three from, that I've seen are we tend to overlook them in the moment we tend to overreact, which just demolishes them in the moment, yeah. or we tend to dismiss, mm. i.e. not acknowledge what's going on with them because we're so busy in our feeling realm that we can't deal with, <laughs> Yeah, that we've foisted this stuff on them in the moment. Not that we go about, I don't think any well-intentioned mom gets up in the morning and says, I just want to, you know, fling my stuff right. at my daughter. We don't, so, you know, this all, st this happens automatically. And that's why I'm honing in on the feelings part. Feelings are not bad or good. They just are. They are the thermometer that gives us a reading as to what's going on inside of us. And if we pay attention to that and how it's affecting our body, that's mm. going to give you so much insight and help you so much so. Uh, to be able to control what's going on. And yeah. I said that on purpose. Control. Know, control. control. <laughs> another another <laughs> air quotes. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but I say, I say that with a, with a semblance of not just air quotes, but also hope. Because yeah. we, we, we desire for our daughters to grow up, and everyone needs a sense of safety, security, and, and something just feeding us, you know, to satisfy us. So there's that security thing mm -hmm. that comes, that's, that's part of being human. Okay, so I use air control, but air quotes control, but yes, there is a sense of control that you can regain in just how you navigate being a mom because you bring yourself to your motherhood. Yeah. And you can't leave that out. You matter in all of this. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think one thing, you know, that I'm, I'm gathering here is like just being okay with, with sitting with our feelings, with not just trying to skip over those and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel this way about my body, but I'm going to ignore it. And recognizing like, man, if I don't deal with that, it's probably going to impact the way I interact with my children and the influence I have over them and and their own body. And, and I think as women, often we've, we like to sweep things under the rug. You know, we like to think that things are not a big deal. But the moment we see how something could potentially impact our kids, the mama bear comes out in us and, and mm-hmm. we can be like, okay, you're right. That's important. I need to deal with this. Yeah. And that's usually the kind of mom that ends up finding me is mm-hmm. someone who's just like, wait a second, this is, I've been repeating this so many times. Or the mom who's like, you know, they have a kid, who, a daughter who's one age and she's looking down the road and she's like, mm, I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Right. You know, they're usually the ones who find me and I'm sort of like, come right in. Come you, you on can, in. This, this will help you. Yes. So good. Yes. So to wrap up, I always love to leave all the ladies listening with just one simple action step. You know, one thing that they can pull out of this conversation and put into place today. So what would be one simple thought or encouraging piece of advice that you wish every mom knew and believed? Yeah. Uh, if you forget everything, if you can just remember that you truly are enough. Mm. that your daughter has you as her mom for a reason and the the uh, the times when you seem to miss it or things don't go as planned those are opportunities for you to connect with her on a deeper way if mm. you you know are more aware and and get the assistance around that that's so good. You are enough. Yeah. It's what's interesting about that response is you like, truly are you enough. truly are truly enough. are enough. Truly yes. are enough. Yes. You know, I, I get the opportunity to interview a lot of different people from different corners and different layers of expertise. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people I have asked that same question to that give me that similar response from a different angle, you know, a different mm-hmm. reason they're saying that. Mm-hmm. And the, this idea of you are enough clearly we as women have got to hear this <laughs> and, <laughs> and believe it for yes. ourselves yeah. yes oh yes because yeah because when we when we when we don't believe it we just compensate for it in different ways that don't help the ultimate goal that you have which is to be close to your daughter and have her be open and close to you yeah so good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dr. Deering, where can we go to grab some of your resources, grab your book, and even learn more from you? <laughs> well, my book is available everywhere. And for moms who are on the go while you're working out, it's on Audible or any kind of format in that regard. Uh, it's what mothers never tell their daughters. Um, I also have a, a free PDF in case you're in the throes of loggerheads with your daughter. Yeah. I have a quick guide called um, The Quick Guide to Less Arguments with Your Daughter. It, it's aimed at if, if you have teens or tweens, but okay. the principles can be used if you have an older daughter or a younger daughter. Yeah. Um, and you can get that at bit.ly bit, backslash less arguments. 
Uh, and then follow me in my podcast, which is Mother Daughter Connections. I know you're going to be on yes, there real soon. I'm, I'm really excited. excited about that. Yes. Yeah. So fantastic. Well, this has been such a great conversation, Dr. Deering. And I know it just kind of like opens a Pandora's box, but hopefully it gets the conversation rolling in mom's minds of, you know, I feel like I have a few tools and a few a few pieces of encouragement behind me to, to, to work on this a little bit more. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.